everyone, and welcome to another edition of Maroon and Bold. As always, I am Central Michigan Life Sports Editor Mackenzie Sanderson, here with my assistant, Dylan Getz. Dylan, how are you doing today? You know, we Gucci. All right, we're doing good. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about football as it heads into its next matchup on the road against Boston College, and then we're going to let you know what other sports are going on this weekend. So diving right into football, we went to practice uh, on Wednesday this week, and we got um, a couple updates from that. So Dylan, start us off. Uh, it was kind of interesting uh, this morning at practice because we talked to well, we talked to Bono, of course, and then we talked to um, offensive coordinator uh, Chris Ostrowski, and he wasn't able to give us well give me any information about how the how the injuries are are doing, how they're looking. He even. Um, we haven't seen anything from it, but he said uh, Devin Spaulding, who only got one carry against Miami, um, he said he actually uh, is dealing with medical staff right now, which there was never it was never announced that he uh, had an injury. It was kind of suspicious that he only had one carry though, because he normally gets you know a few more than that during the game. Uh, he's five year senior, I think. So you know normally he's like the second back to Jonathan Ward. So that was kind of weird. But other than that, I mean, all the all the injuries are just kind of progressing as normal. And was the Spalding injury? Did that happen during the Miami game? Uh, I think it must have because he only had one carry for zero yards, and he never played. You know, after that, so it might have happened like on that play. Maybe he got oh. hit. Maybe it's like something with his arms or, or his hands or something. You know, because you don't really need to go down on the field if it's right. just your arm. You just get up and run off. And that's like that's kind of what happened with Corey Willis. I mean, yeah. he just got up and ran off, and you know, he didn't All think right. anything. So of it. I guess <laughs> Spalding is questionable right now. Um, yeah. we'll another get... injury report too is uh, Logan Hesbrook. He's mm-hmm. um, he was showing symptoms of a concussion. Yeah. Uh, during practice after uh, the MAC opener on Miami on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Bono was talking a little bit about that. Yep, he's going to be out. Actually, his the backup to him. Well, he was originally the backup before Conklin uh, was injured. Then the backup to him is Zach Crouch, who's who's going to wear that number one, uh, Derek Nash jersey. Number twenty one. Or number twenty one, Derek yep. Nash jersey. Um, <laughs> this weekend, so it's looking like he might probably get the start now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, not only is Tyler Conklin still out, um, still no timetable on that, but it looks like he might be back within the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. his backup, Logan Hesbrook, yeah. is now out with a concussion. Yeah. So their their uh, their tight ends are getting pretty slim. I mean, there's not much depth there anymore. It was our, it was already well. They when the season started, they were all pretty healthy. But after in training camp, after Tyler Conklin went out with that foot injury, I mean, everything kind of went down from there. Um, and then after that, after Hasbrook left with it, he, he got a big role in the offense, but after he left with that concussion, I mean, it was kind of bleak out there for Shane Morris. <laughs> yeah, they're losing. It seems that we're losing depth, um, not only in the tight ends, but also the wide receivers with uh, Childress out for good for the season. And then mm-hmm. uh, Willis, did did he update any more on, on uh, Willis? Corey Willis, yeah. It's, well, they thought it was going to be a month and whatnot. It's been like uh, a couple weeks he said they're going to meet with uh, medical staff over this week uh, before the next game, of course, but he's not going to play in this next game right. against Boston College. But they think it's just going how it is. Um, you know, it's going well, but it's not It's not 
didn't have any setbacks or anything, so uh, they're hoping to get him back soon, uh, probably in a couple more weeks. But he, he, he won't play against Boston College for sure. Yeah, but um, on the other hand, as we were scouting Boston College, it kind of seems that Boston College is having some injury struggles of their own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, when I when I was going through and kind of looking – Looking up a little bit about Boston College, I mean, the first time when you Google Boston College, um, you know, this thing from SB Nation pops up and says, whatever happened to Boston College's offensive <laughs> line? So, uh, actually, it's funny. Two years ago, they had to cancel the spring game because there weren't enough offensive linemen to have on both sides of the ball. Wow. Like, isn't that pretty amazing? <laughs> it you know, is. like, And ever since then, it's been pretty um, – they've had problems with depth in those positions, and – um, against Clemson, they played Clemson last weekend and stayed stayed in it until the fourth quarter. But they were tied seven seven entering the fourth quarter with Clemson, the number two team in the country. Um, anyway, against against them in that that game, their left tackle I forgot his name, but starting left tackle and he's been there for I think the last three years starting um, ever since you know their spring game incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went out with a torn ACL, so they're getting even. It's even worse now. Um, there's a couple of problems on defense too. Their leading tackler, he's out for sure. Uh, I forgot what he was out for, but he he hasn't played since the first game of the season. Uh, they're having some depth issues for sure, just like CMU. It's just all over the place. It's not just on the offensive side of the ball like it is for CMU. Yeah, that's what I've come to find just like honestly being a fan of the NFL and college mm-hmm. football and also covering CMU football. Um, just that football is a sport where you really have to like make sure that those backup mm-hmm. positions, like those people, are ready to go in those backup positions. Because if your team lacks de- depth, um, yeah, it can really hurt. Yeah, seriously, like football is a game where injuries happen. Like pretty much every game, at least one or two oh, players yeah. go down. Yeah, and they, you can almost you, guarantee it. Yeah, they could be out for the season. They could be out for a couple weeks, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how physical it is. Like, there's there's no sport where. Um, you know, somebody's not somebody doesn't suffer some type of injury. Maybe you know they just get their foot stepped on and they can't practice the next day or something. But it's it's crazy. Like in football, there's a lot of injuries that happen, and you have to your backups have to be just as prepared as anybody else to start. Uh, like if you're a backup in the NFL yeah. or in college football, even like you're gonna play <laughs> no matter what, even if it's just a few snaps or just because somebody needs a break, but. Depth really matters in football nowadays. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, I was seeing uh, a couple of quotes from the Boston College coach saying that he was really concerned oh, because yeah. of all those. Injuries. Yeah, I actually watched uh, watched the video. It was him after after the Clemson game, like his you know press conference, and he was he was really concerned. He he mentioned the spring game incident uh, <laughs> that was also like throughout and in the story and stuff, but. Um, he mentioned the spring game incident, and he said ever since then they've kind of been struggling like uh, with that offensive line. <laughs> you know, you know, but it's weird because, okay, their offensive line has has some struggles, but they still run the ball really well. Like they have um, three different guys who already have, well, a combined 500. And I think it's 30 something yards so far this season, which is you know much more than CMU, and. Uh, yeah, that's their strength is they run the ball well, even though their offensive line is kind of depleted, which, you know, that came off as just weird to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, 
having a good running game and can be vital. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that despite what uh, the coaches say, I feel that CMU really lacks in the run game, especially this season. Yeah, yeah We haven't sure. seen much action at all from the run game. When I asked uh, Ostrowski, you know, what have they seen going over Boston College in the last few weeks? Boston College is 1-3, but they played Notre Dame. They played Clemson. You know, they're not really expected to win those games because they are in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, when I asked him, he said their running game sticks out uh, as one of their best one of their best things. Their quarterback actually left last game with an injury, but it was just precautionary, uh, so he's going to be playing. But anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be looking for in this game, and it's kind of weird. Like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but like, how would you how would you be able to run the ball so well? Okay, from what I've seen, like their their passing offense sucks. Like <laughs> they've got a redshirt freshman quarterback who doesn't put up any numbers in the really? last three games. Yeah, so they have to run the ball well, but their offensive line has so many injuries. Like I don't get it. If only we had some of our leading uh, rec- or yeah receivers yeah. in this game, I feel like we would do good and yeah. it might be another I mean, blowout but <laughs> <laughs> well coming into the season I think everybody knew that Boston College's offense was gonna you know lack a bit of passing threat but their their defense is really what to what to look out for for sure I mean they got um oh crap I forgot his name now the leading leading um sack leader for all defense um he was all ACC defense last year and the year before um He's going to be in the NFL one day, Bonamigo said. Oh, yeah, I remember him saying that. Yeah, he said uh, he's going to be a person we watch on Sundays. Yeah, so. I mean, this guy leads leads their defense for sure. He's a DN, so that the offensive line is going to have fun trying to deal with him. Um, their defense has always been their, been their strong suit over the last few years from what I've read and seen. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Shane Morris because there are so many injuries. Yeah, so with – that game. That game's going to be on Saturday at um, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that game, this will be – is this the third or fourth time CMU plays Boston College? Uh, this is going to be the fourth time. They've they've lost three times. I think it's dating back to, like, 2002. Okay. Uh, so they've never beat them before that. If they do, it'll be the first time in uh, in history. All right. So maybe and, we'll and make yeah, some it, – it's, it's Harold Landry. Who was the defensive okay. end I was talking about? I mean, I totally drew a blank there, but yeah, Harold Landry, uh, he's one to look out for. He led the nation with 16 and a half sacks last season, and uh, he's got off to a slow start. He only has one sack so far, but he does have 20 tackles. He's always a guy you should be looking out for. I mean, Bono was right. adamant that they need to know where he is on every play. So right, so um. Yep, that game's going to be on Saturday at 1 o'clock. And then before we head into the other sports this weekend, I think we should talk a little bit about uh, last Saturday's matchup. Uh, it was their Mid-American Conference opener against mm-hmm. Miami, and it was a whopping 93 degrees yeah, <laughs> at was... Kelly Short Stadium wow. that day. It was miserable for <laughs> not only us up in the press box. I ended up bringing my own fan from my bedroom and <laughs> yes. putting it on my face. <laughs> but it was miserable yeah. for not only us on the press box um, and our photographers out on the field mm. just sweating buckets, but those Even players, players like... like yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Actually, I heard just talking in class today, I heard uh, that there was like five or six ambulances that had to go and just tend to people in the crowds for like, you know, dehydration yeah. and just overheating, stuff like that. I mean, uh, that's definitely not good. I can only imagine how the 
players were out there. Yeah, um, there were people crazy. out drinking at tailgate at like noon yeah. when the sun's like prime <laughs> yeah, time that is, is going on. Yeah. Y'all are crazy. That does not <laughs> I don't know well. how you do that. The heat and the alcohol is not not a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, so despite the heat from last game, uh, we couldn't pull out a win. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. that. They kind of. It was it was weird because the second half there wasn't really much that happened. Uh, in the second half, I think they um, Miami scored one field goal, and CMU wasn't able to do anything in the second half. But um, they scored twenty eight points. CMU really got off to a slow start. Uh, they were up fourteen zero before CMU even you know started driving down the field. So uh, that was not not a pretty opener. Yeah. Not a pretty conference opener for Samuel, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, could have been the heat, could have been the lack of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But um, besides that uh, second consecutive loss, um, Eric Cooper actually had a good game, his yeah. best game with uh, the football team as a Chippewa. Mm-hmm. So um, he finished uh, with six catches and 81 receiving yards, and he got a second career touchdown in yeah. that game. Yeah, he's finally getting a getting a good chance to play. I mean, I think he appeared in a few games his freshman year, but after Bono came in, uh, since he's – well, Cooper's actually been here longer than Bono has, but after Bono came in, he didn't see uh, that big of a role in the offense. But now with these injuries, he's finally getting his chance to, you know – Prove that he might should probably be out there a little bit more. I mean, it is his senior year, so (laughs) yeah. Him and Chapman are the only um, two seniors left on uh, that wide receiver Mm -hmm. uh, roster. So Eric Cooper is kind of stepping up as like a second leader to Chapman too. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to see how they kind of go about doing that because, well, originally they had Hesbrook lining up at wide receiver a few times. They had Jonathan Ward lining up at wide receiver a few times. If Spalding's out. Jonathan Ward has to be in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, him and him and uh, Gwilly. Uh, <laughs> you won't even try said. to pronounce his yeah. first name. Uh, sorry. Namanu. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's all good. We got a lot of respect for Gwilly around here. Yes, but anyway, we do. Um, <laughs> if Jonathan Ward is in the backfield, he's not able to line up out wide, of course. And they only have two other receivers who are healthy. They they have to use a couple. You know, freshman guys who who didn't really expect having a role in the offense so far, like Jacory Sullivan from Muskegon. Um, he he's he played a lot of snaps last weekend, and you know, coming into the season, I don't think he would have expected that. So, right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, um, I guess the focus going into this Saturday's game, uh, Bonamigo said, is just. They're going to focus on executing and fixing up the mistakes because there mm-hmm. were a lot of them in the last game. Yeah, against Miami, there was there was at least two big plays and then a touchdown that was taken taken back from CMU because of penalties. So that was something they've addressed in, in the coming days after that on Sunday and then at practice throughout the week. Yep. So um, moving on to the next sports, uh, there are other sports happening this weekend, as always. Uh, the soccer team is playing at home uh, this weekend, coming mm-hmm. off of two losses last weekend um, to Kent State and Ohio. So they are now 5-4-1 and four and one for their overall record, and they're 0-2 in the Mid-American Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite those two kind losses, a, uh, Lexi Palafis yeah. actually had a good day. 
um, um, against Kent bro- State. Yeah. She broke the all-time scoring record with 27 goals. Um, it was previously 26. She was tied with it coming into the weekend, but she, you know, she broke the all-time record. And, you know, she still has a good chunk of season left to even extend it, and she's only a junior. So that's, you know, that's really impressive. She's led uh, CMU in scoring ever since she's gotten here. But for the team, you know, of course they want to win, and it was their first weekend of MAC playing. They both, or they lost both games. So that's, you know, that's that's not a good look for them, but they'll try to improve that coming this weekend. But, you know, it's kind of bittersweet because, you know, of course she probably wanted to break the record, but they weren't able to win either one of the MAC games. So, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can bounce back and turn that around this weekend. Um, definitely, if you're around this weekend in Mount Pleasant, go out and support the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexi's fun to watch, and there are other people on the team that are fun to watch too. Yeah, they're, for sure. They, they're a pretty good team, despite uh, the slow start to the Mid-American Conference. They actually yeah. did pretty good last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they went pretty deep in the, in the tournament last year, but they're really fun to watch, especially at home. I mean, you know... I'll, Almost every team plays better at home, of course. Right. They got people backing them, so it should be a fun one. Yep, so they're um, going up against Akron on Friday and Buffalo on Sunday. Uh, that Akron game, do you know what time that game is at? Uh, yeah, the Akron game is at 6 p.m., and then on Sunday the Buffalo game is at noon. So check those out. All right, cool. And then up next we got volleyball. Um, they're sitting at a 9-5 and five overall record, and they split last weekend. Um, they pulled out a win against Ball State on Saturday. No, not Ball State. They lost, they uh, lost to Ball, Ball State, State on Saturday. They lost to Ball State, and they Saturday. beat Toledo. Yep. yep, they beat Toledo um, on Thursday. On Thursday. So, but um, actually pretty interesting. We brought back our Athlete of the Week um, yeah. for this semester, mm-hmm. and Miani, it was a close one between Lexi Palafis with her breaking the all-time breaking scoring the record, record yeah. for soccer, and then uh, freshman... Uh, Mi- Miani Bolden, right? Yes, yeah. Miani Bolden. Um, she actually won by maybe two votes. Yeah, it yeah, was really it close. It was really <laughs> close at the end there. But um, So Miani finished with 13, like a team high of 13 kills and five blocks against Ball State on Saturday. So um, she's really stepping up as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I actually just um, looked over uh, Andy Gleason's volleyball preview, and um, Taylor Robinson, a senior outside hitter on the team, actually said um, that the freshmen that are stepping up mm-hmm. in these games, they're like sponges. They just want to absorb every bit of information they're getting, and they're, yeah, there's good. four of them, and they're really stepping up. Yeah, um, Miani is one of them. Ask so. any senior like nowadays that play any sports. I mean, that's what they'll tell you. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> just soak everything in and make sure you're learning as much as you can, even if you don't get a lot of play time. I mean, it'll help down the road. Yep, and Miani is she's a tall girl. She's 6'3". Mm-hmm. So. No, it, it, yeah, it was funny. She was kind of following along with the uh, like the athlete of the week, and uh, she actually tweeted at us after she won. And, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, nice. she's that was cool. Um, so, yep, be looking out for that video. Actually, um, our uh, sports host on my desk is actually Courtney Hildebrandt. She she also plays on the volleyball team. Yeah. But she's a volleyball player by night, and during the day, she's a <laughs> sports reporter. Yeah, so, um, yeah, be looking out for her hosting that Athlete of the Week video. You'll get to know me, Annie Bolden, a little bit better, um, which is cool. So uh, they're facing Western and Northern Illinois this weekend, so that's going to be a big rivalry match mm-hmm. for them on yeah, they're Saturday. pretty excited for the, for the Western matchup. I mean, 
who doesn't who doesn't want to play Western going to CMU, you know, so. Right. So Excuse that me. That one. game is on Friday night at 7 yeah. yep. against Friday Western. Friday at 7 and then Saturday at 8. Yep, Both Saturday at 8. Yep. Um, for NIU. And then, as always, field hockey is still looking for their first win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going up against Sat- uh, Ohio on Saturday and then heading to Louisville on Sunday. Louisville? So, Louisville. Is that what you mean? Not yes. Louisville? Hey, I know. Hey, I pronounce I'm, the, hey, I'm not good. from Kentucky. I don't know <laughs> that you don't no, like pronounce No, I actually have a X. professor who like told us never to do that, even though like you know the class is nothing about Louisville. Well, now but. it's now my voice is not recording, and you can all make fun of me forever for saying Louisville. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, they're zero <laughs> nine this season. I think their losing streak is now up to like up there in the twenties. It's looking pretty bleak for them. I mean, they they actually have a home game on the thirtieth, which is what Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be that'd be fun to watch. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go, Feel cheer them on fun. to try to. See their first win. I mean, <laughs> hey, if they did win and I was there, like, I would be excited. Yeah. You, know? you could say but, you're their good luck charm. Yeah. Yeah. You just go then to all their you'd games. have to go every game <laughs> after that. There, there wouldn't be a choice. They'd probably pay you. Yep. They there might. you go. Hey, athletics gets a lot of money these days. Okay. Dylan's going to find a new job. He's going to yeah. attend every field hockey game until they win so he can. No, actually, what I'm going to do. Because, no, if I go to one and they lose, then of course I'm not. Right. Ex- okay. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. So I'd have to go to. Every sport, and then every time they win, and I'm there, then I would have to. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Dylan's gonna find a new job. So. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice working for you guys. Alrighty. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then lastly, we do have um, cross country. They have a meet in Louisville on Saturday. (laughs) That was better. Yes. That was better. I I executed that perfectly. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) All right, so be watching out for the cross country team. They'll take off at 9:30 in the morning. So. um, Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be an early one. Yep. Chips. I remember cross country in high school. Those early morning Saturday meets were just great. Waking up early Loved and them. running. Yep. That might be my last, my <laughs> least favorite thing. Yeah. On a Saturday, too. <laughs> oh, that's tough. <laughs> but all right. So that's all we got for you for this episode of Maroon and Bold. Tune in next week. Um, we'll talk to you about more football. We'll talk to you about other sports happening this weekend. And signing off, I am Mackenzie Sanderson here with Dylan Getz. See you next week. Peace.